in America, there are 240 million calls made to 911 every year. That's seven calls every single second. To give you an idea, since I've started talking, 105 people have dialed 911. In England, they don't use 911. The number you dial for an emergency there is 999. We here over the pond decided way back when that we were going to adopt 911 because back then everyone was using a rotary dial phone. For any of you that know about using a rotary dial phone, dialing 93 times, that could take a long time. During an emergency, that could feel like hours. So we opted to dial the long nine, followed by two of the quickly dialed ones. The reason I'm getting into the talk about 911 versus 999, everything we'll be talking about today are going to be 999 calls. All British. For all my friends over that way, maybe you'll be able to understand these folk a bit better than yours truly with a sort of heavy southern accent. Welcome back to Music City 911. Police Sit down. It's absolutely manic. And there's been an explosion. Pardon? There's been an explosion. Explosion, yeah, big explosion. I'm with a man now that's really injured. Mate. Mate. Alright. How many people are injured? Pardon? How many people are injured? Yes. How there's many? Yeah, mate. There's, a, there's an officer here now. Can I speak to him? Hello? Hi, is that a police officer? I'm a travel safe officer. No, I'm not a police officer. I'm a travel safe officer. Okay, uh, what's happened? There's been an explosion. In the, man um, in the foyer near McDonald's at Manchester Arena? Is it the okay, one on Hunts yeah. Bank Approach in the well, city uh, centre? Um, I'm going to have to put you back to the guy because there's people that I'm going to have to go and help. Right, okay, bear with me. Okay. Hello? Hello, sorry, I'm just going to get out straight through for you. I'll be one moment. Right. Oh. Yes, old mate. Don't, don't try moving. All right. All right.
Okay, we're just getting the login so we can see what's happening there, all right? Okay. I'll tell you what I can see, there's about 30 or 40 injured. Okay. Stay down there. Stay down, don't try moving. Okay, how long how long ago did this happen? Just now. Can you see anybody can you see where it comes from? Could you see if there was any um any anybody with a gun or anything like that? No, 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 it come near the stand. Just on it. Can you see what stand number? It, it, it's upstairs above the train station where McDonald is. Stay down so there. It came, it came yeah, from a... Right, so it came Stay from a... Did, hello, did you say it came you're from a stand? Hello, can it's you hear where, me? It's where the old McDonald's used to be upstairs. Yeah, I know, I know. Did you say the explosion came from a stand? It comes come from the... It comes from over by stand. Stay Which down. stand? The merchandise stand. Are you injured? Pardon? Are you injured? No, 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 What's no. What's your no. name? Ron Blake. Ron Blake? Yeah. And with a man that is really injured, his legs pumping. Can you put, you need to put pressure on it, okay? So have you got anything on you? Have you got something like a tie or some, a belt? You need to I'll, tie I'll it around the top of his re leg, all right? Inside. My daughter's inside. Stay down. Put your belt on. She's like near me, but I'm trying to keep her man up down. She's like pumping. Okay, you need to tie something around it, like a belt I or something, go. all right? Right, I'm going to have to put my phone down. Okay. All right. All right. Got my number. No, no, no. So stay, put the phone down next to you, but stay on the line to me. Just tie it around his leg and then come back to me, all right? All right. This was from the Manchester Arena bombing that happened back in 2017. Before I get into what happened there, I'll talk a bit about this call and then play another one I have from there. A bombing is obviously not something that happens with any frequency. When you're on the phones, taking 911 or 999 calls, or even if you're working a dispatch radio, when something like this happens, everyone jumps into action. When we had the Christmas Day bombing here in Nashville, every single police and fire radio had something to do with it. Officers, firefighters, and medics were sent from all over the city. We never depleted our overall supply of units to the point of having none, but just as a precaution, we sent several. Luckily, only the bomber was killed in ours. Minor injuries were all that happened past that. This incident, I can't say the same about. The dispatcher in this call, I think she did what she could. She's on the phone with one person at a time who was directly in front of someone else who needed help, and she tried to gather the information that she could and direct the callers to help the patient to stop bleeding. The overall extent of the amount of people that were casualties wasn't exactly known from this initial caller. So as a dispatcher, you try to have the caller tend to whoever's directly in front of them. 
my only critique in this, and this is handled differently everywhere, there's always the possibility of a secondary device or more. We all want to help how we can. Having this person help the victim on the ground could have created potential additional casualties if another device went off. Caller safety in something like this is paramount. While I'm glad this victim was able to get some sort of help, I wouldn't have felt bad at all if the caller was told to leave the area immediately and advise anyone else on their way out to do the same thing. Yes, overall, it sounds terrible to tell someone to leave someone injured there, but in a huge mass casualty incident like this where there may be more explosions, you don't want any more victims. It's a harsh thing to think about, and even more harsh to tell someone to do, but sometimes something like this, it has to be done. Ambulance service is the patient bringing you in. Nottingham connecting a multiple request for ambulance and police. Thank you, Nottingham. Hello, this is the ambulance service. Is the patient breathing? So I'm at the MEN Arena in Manchester. The bomb just got off in the foyer. Okay, just hold the line. Is the patient breathing? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Is the patient breathing? I'm just about. My ears are still ringing. I'm in the foyer when I I just need to. Oh, the police. I just need you to remain calm. Is the patient breathing? Hello, is the patient breathing? Yeah, the police are okay. Okay, is the patient conscious? Sorry? Is the patient conscious? On trouble Uh, I don't know. There's a, okay. there's a load of people lying around on the floor. There's blood everywhere. Okay, what's the address of the emergency? This sounds genuine. Please send ambulances. We're coming as fast as we can, okay. What's the address Thank of you. the what's the address of the emergency? It's it's the MEN Arena in Manchester. Okay, I've got that on Hunts Bank in in Manchester, is that correct? M the MEN Arena. Thank you very much. I've got that in Hunts Bank in Manchester, is that correct? That's it, yeah. Thank Manchester you. Evening, evening News Arena. Thank you very much, that matches what I have. And where about in the arena is the incident? It's in the main reception near the box office. In the main reception? Yeah. Okay, just hold the line, I'm getting this into my notes, this is not delaying any help, okay? Okay. Okay, thank you, that matches what I have, tell me exactly what Just tell me exactly what's happened. Because I've just been, I've just come to my door to up at the reception, Over. at the box office, and a bomb's just gone off. There's people everywhere, blood everywhere. Okay, this isn't delaying... In the concourse near the box office. This is, this is not delaying any help, okay? Is what, sorry? This is not delaying any help, okay? No, well, I don't, I'm okay, but I don't wear my door I've got to go and find her. Okay. Okay, please send that. Okay, I'm going to get as much details as, as possible, okay? Just hold the line for me, okay? Yeah. I'm going to have to go off the phone in case my daughter calls okay, now. Okay, if, the, line, if the, the number that you're ringing from, if necessary, can we use that to ring you back on? Uh, you can do if you just, want, yes, but I've got to wait for my daughter to ring. I'm from Leicester, she's on her own, I don't know where just, she is. Just hold the line, okay? I understand. I've got to go, because if she rings me, I'm not going to be here for her. Me. Get your web portal. So please send ambulance to the Amiano Reader quickly. Fast as we can. Okay, thanks, bye. Just hold the line for me. Much more of the same there. Except he did say something about there being more people hurt and blood everywhere. The caller was absolutely correct about this. In total, including the bomber, 23 people were killed and after having to revise their numbers a few times, a total of 1,017 people were injured in one way or another. This all happened after a concert put on by Ariana Grande. 
Most of those in attendance were younger people. Children. The people killed in the attack were a mix of those juveniles attending and parents waiting for them when they were exiting. The oldest killed was 51 years old and the youngest was only eight. The bomber in this was classified as an Islamic extremist suicide bomber. He had made a bomb and stored it in a backpack and then packed the rest of the bag full of nuts and bolts which were propelled as shrapnel. In one report, they said that the blast and additional shrapnel was strong enough to kill people 20 meters away from it. The bomber's brother was arrested in this as well. He was accused of helping in the construction of the bomb in various ways and obviously seemed that he knew and likely helped plan the attack. He was convicted of murder and attempted murder and was sentenced to a minimum of 55 years in prison. I'm hoping that he never makes it out of prison for his role in this event. I also hope that the emotional and actual physical scar suffered by those who made it out of there alive that night can heal with time. Essex Police Emergency. Hi there. Um, okay. Uh, hello. Um, I need police and a forensic team to my address, please. What do you mean? What's happened? My friend and I got into an altercation and I'm the only one who came out alive. Are you telling me you've killed somebody? Yes, I am. Right, and who am I speaking to? My name is Lewis Baines. I'm 18 years old and I live... Right, okay. And what's actually happened? My friend came to stay the night with me yesterday, feeling very down, feeling suicidal. And I woke up this morning, he was in a mess, I tried to calm him down. I hugged him, then said that I was there for him. He grabbed he shrugged me off. Can you can you just bear with me a second? Don't tell me any more, okay? You're telling me he is definitely dead. I'm telling yes, I'm telling you he's definitely dead. Bear with me a Right, okay, Lewis, I need you to just take me back through that again. So what happened last night? Okay. He came to stay with me because he was feeling down. I tried What's my his name? Brett. B-R-E-C-K. Bednar. B-E-D-N-E-R. Sorry. Uh, B-R-E-C-K. Breck. Yes. And then his surname is? Bednar. B-E-D-N-E-R. Okay, so he came to stay with you. I can explain this to the officers when I get I will just, I need to take these initial I, details. I know, I know. I, he came to stay with me the night. I did my best to comfort him. I woke up this morning. He was in a mess. I tried again. Right, just slow down again, Lewis. I need to take these details. So did you have an argument with him last night? No, we were fine. You were fighting? No, no, we were fine. We were fine last night. We both went to sleep. I said that we were fine. Okay, but why did he come to stay with you? Because he was fed up with his home life. 
Right, because he was fed up with his home life. Look, he's had a lot of problems. I've known him for a long time. He came to stay with me. I was in Thailand last week on holiday. He was in Spain on right, holiday. Right, okay, okay, we both okay. So um, you both went to bed, and then what's happened this morning? I woke up. He was just standing up. He was in a mess, hands on his face. I got up. I put my arms around him, and I said it was okay. He just shrugged me off and said no. Some, I can't remember exactly what he said. He, he was going on about how he didn't want to go home. He was fed up with his life, and he, he didn't want to go. Right, and okay. He... I have a pen knife on the side of, sorry, in my room, adjacent to my bed. I have a, a, a chest of drawers after shaving the TV and stuff on there. I had a pen knife on there, folded. He picked it up, opened it, and then lost control. I slow down. Let me just let me just take those details here. Pen knife on the bedside table. Brett grabbed this. Yeah. What, in order to harm himself? No, in order to harm me. He opened it and right, then lost okay. control. To harm Simon and opened it. Um, states he lost control. I, yep. in self-defense, put my left arm up to block him from stabbing me effectively. We struggled. I got him to the ground. He got up. I got the knife. Can you, can you not interrupt me with this part? Okay, go on. Okay. This is being recorded anyway, isn't it? Yep. I grabbed the knife and I stabbed him once in the back of the neck, I believe somewhere near the brainstem. He turned around, he tried to carry it on, and I, I think I stumbled on my chest of drawers. I fell over. I got back up, backed away, and then I, I don't remember exactly what happened but the fight ended with me cutting his throat i believe i turned around and i slashed his throat now he fell he fell face first on my bed i tried to stop the bleeding yep he fell onto the floor yeah i couldn't stop it his throat was properly cut. And he's still on the floor? Yes. He fell onto the bed face first. I was tr- I was trying to compress the wound right, at okay. that time. And L- Lewis, are on. you still in the room where Breck is? No. Where are you? Look, this... Don't... Okay, don't interrupt me. Just let me explain this if this is being recorded. I didn't know what to do. I felt like... Right, is is the the house where you are is where you are and where Brick is, yes. yeah? I but felt, you're you're in another room, are you? Yes, I felt like taking my own life. I, I, I don't remember what happened after that. All I know is I dropped the knife in my hallway. I stripped down and just sat in the shower. Right, you've left the weapon in the hallway. Yes. And have spent how long sitting in the shower? I, I, I don't know. Look, are, the, are the police on their way? I can hear something. They are, they are. Okay, I'm um, going to go and do my part. Please, thank you for your help. Right, just listen. Right off the bat on this one, I have to talk about the dispatcher and how she did. She absolutely got a ton of info. She got the caller who was the killer in this to talk about it and keep on talking. 
but I do have a problem with how it was run. We're dispatchers. We're not police officers. And because of this, we don't need to try to write the officer's reports for them. And by that, I mean, we need to get the initial info for something like this and then get the officers going out to the scene. Anything else afterwards is just a bonus and usually can be used in court. What I'm trying to get at here, after getting the location and initial amount of info needed, the call needs to be sent to dispatch. From the response time, it sounds like that was what happened. But my biggest thing is that once she got officers on the way, she tells the killer to hold on several times while she can get all the info typed in. If I were the dispatcher in that scenario, I would get help on the way, then just let him spill his guts about what happened and interrupt very little. If there's a pause in his description, yes, you can ask more questions. But everything he said doesn't need to go word for word into the computer. Once the officers are on the way and you've given them enough info to handle getting there and potential safety issues, smaller updates are acceptable over the computer. Overall point is, I wouldn't stop in mid-sentence from talking just to catch up on typing every single detail with exactness of what happened. The officers and detectives are going to get all that info multiple times to see if there are any differences in his story. Just get the officers in the way and let the suspect talk from there on out. The murder itself, yes, the victim's throat was slashed. The rest of it, from what the caller said, simply doesn't seem like it was true. The victim, Breck Bednar, who was only 14 years old, was raped and had his throat slashed while his hands and legs were bound with duct tape. All the bits about him showing up there and being distraught, that also doesn't seem to hold any water. Some background on all this to try to help explain that. For a long while before this happened, Breck had been playing online games in a server with this killer, whose name is Lewis Danes. He said he was 17 years old, but in fact was 18. He was an adult. He had lived on his own in a place that his grandparents owned after his parents had split up. He started lying to Breck, grooming him. He made it out like he was a software engineer and owned a company of his own that was based out of New York. None of this was true. It got to the point where anything that Lewis was saying to Breck, Breck believed. The online gaming grew to be too much. Breck would spend hours, days and nights talking to Lewis. Breck's mother grew very concerned with what was happening and at one point forbid Breck from playing on the same gaming server as Lewis. This didn't work. She also went to the police about it, but police apparently were limited as to what could have been done. Fast forward a bit from there, and Lewis had convinced Breck that he was ill and wanted to turn over his fake company, said to be worth millions of dollars, over to Breck. Lewis wanted to get Breck over to his place. He convinced Breck to lie to his father, saying he was going to stay with a friend overnight. An email detailing exactly what should be told to Breck's father was written and sent. He even came up with a fake friend's name and a backstory as to why he was going to stay with him. The murder and rape was also not something 
that was just done on a whim. Lewis had ordered online the duct tape along with syringes and condoms shortly before the meeting. He planned this before Brett got there. After the murder happened, Breck tried to conceal evidence. He trashed Breck's clothes and any electronics that held any type of correspondence between the two of them were found submerged in water in a bathroom sink, likely trying to render those devices useless. And what's worse than what I just described about what he did after to try to hide it, he snapped pictures of the body and sent those pictures to the other people that were in the gaming chat, telling them that he had killed Brick. Brick had younger sisters who were triplets. One of the gamer friends sent the pics to the sisters asking if the murder was true. This happened around the same time police were telling Breck's parents that he was murdered. Lewis was tried and sentenced to life in prison, which there holds a minimum sentence of 25 years. As I've said in some of the previous episodes about murders, I'm hoping that his stay there isn't an easy one at all. I have one more incident from England I wanted to go over before I'm done. This was actually sent to me from a listener of mine in Scotland. I have to thank you for this one, and all I have to say is parallelogram. It's an inside joke, but maybe some of you can figure out what it means. Calling your through to the police. What's your emergency, please? It's not an emergency per se, but there's something flying over our house that um, oh, is coming towards me now. Enormous light blazing. I don't know what the hell it is. Right, okay, so what, it's got lights blazing, did you say? Well, see these big bright lights floating in the sky. They're coming towards me. Um, uh, I'm in uh, Canterbury Way, Stevenage. I don't know what the hell it is. not an aeroplane, but it's hovering. I don't know what it is. Okay, just bear with me one second. Can you hear any sort of engine noise from it or anything like that? No, no, it's too far away at the moment, but I thought it was, you know, the flight path coming, I thought it was an airplane first, and now it's just hovering with all these lights on. I, I don't know what the hell it is. So where, where, so it's hovering quite far away now from your house? It's, uh, uh, I would imagine it's somewhere over walking or somewhere heading this way. You see bright lights. It's stopped now. Is it? What, so you can't see it anymore now? No, no, I can see it. I can see it. It's just sort of hovering there. I don't know what the hell it is. Okay, all right. Well, I've logged it down, so I'll see if the area knows anything about it, okay? That's fine. Thank you very much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. So this guy was trying to report some sort of a flying object. He didn't know what it was, so it was unidentified. A UFO. He had mentioned it had a bunch of lights and may have been an airplane, but wasn't exactly sure. But he said that this thing was moving. He could see it moving. Now, we get calls all the time. Well, I won't say all the time, but with some sort of frequency about low-flying aircraft, maybe an airplane or helicopter that's flying too low, that happens quite a bit. Or at least it's happened while I've been on the phones. A lot of times they'll call about a helicopter that is 
actually there to repair or inspect a power line or some sort of thing like that. It happens. But this, it seems like it's a little bit different. Something to it. Can't really put my finger on it. But the caller actually does call back with an update. Caller, you're free to the police. What's your emergency? I just called you about two minutes ago. Okay, so why are you calling back again then? I'll tell you why, because I've just made a right mistake. Right, okay. I, I, I thought I saw something that was really strange, and it wasn't, actually. Right, do you know what, because I just spoke to you myself, do you know what it was then, or...? Well, <laughs> you won't believe this. You won't believe it. It's a moon. You won't believe it. It's a moon. Right, okay, I'll log that down, okay, but we're yeah. really busy. I'm, 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 I'm terribly sorry, That's I'm terribly right. sorry. Okay, thanks, goodbye. Bye. So all along, this guy was looking at the moon. That's all it was. Now, I'm not sure if he was in his full capacity. Maybe he had a couple too many to drink that night. Not exactly sure. But I'm pretty sure... Even with the times I've had a few too many to drink, I've never mistaken the moon for a UFO. That's going to be it for this one. If you haven't done so already, head over to patreon.com slash musiccity901 for some bonus content. Just last week, I uploaded an episode I shared with TZ from Tapes from the Dark Side that was over an hour long, talking about a 911 call, among some other things. It was a fun chat, and I'll be putting up more things of different variety up there as well. That's patreon.com slash musiccity901. It'll be linked in the show notes. Also, if you didn't hear last week, in addition to the standard Music City 901 merch, I've added a few shirts on there with my little catchphrase I say at the end. If you go to teespring.com slash mc911, you'll find the new Y'all have a good in t-shirts and tank tops. If you want me to add some more items with that on it, send me a message and I'll see what I can do. This is also linked in the show notes. And finally, if you're up and awake around 8.15 Central Time next Monday morning, June the 6th, have a listen to WGNS Radio. I'll be interviewed on their morning show. You can listen locally in Middle Tennessee on 101.9 and 100.5 on FM or 1450 on the AM dial. You can also go to WGNSRadio.com and listen via live stream. I'm sure I'll have a story or two to share on there. But until next time, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.